0: Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Hey, before we start, I gotta remind you, An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, so if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. And I got some good news for you. Finally, something new was added to that website. If you go over, and I shouldn't say if, when you go over to www.famousapple.com, go to the Contact Us page. There's a new button put there, right there on the top of the page, and it says, leave a message. Push that button, talk into the microphone on your computer, and you can leave me a minute and a half message, talk about anything you want. You got a question for the podcast, or for any of the websites, you got a comment, you want to insult me? <laughs> you want to tell me I'm great? Whatever you want to talk about, you got a minute and a half to do it. And I answer every comment, question, concern that you have. So when you go over to the website, give it a shot. Give it a try. It went on yesterday. It's brand new. So I'm looking, I'm looking to get some feedback on it. So if you get a chance, please go over to www.famousapple.com and give it a shot. Try it out. Now, when you are over at famousapple.com, I have some good news for you also. Now, with with this coronavirus and the COVID-19 and no work, we're we're shut down. Money is tight, and we all we go, even though we even though we have no money, even though we're broke, we still need our medications. Now I have a sponsor or an advertiser, I should say, over on the website, and it's Blink help. And I want to just read this from them. This is their mission statement. Their mission is prescriptions are as vital as food, air, and water and should be made accessible to everyone. Whether you're insured or uninsured, they've built an improved experience to connect Americans with the lowest prescription prices. Their products. Discounted prescription prices on over 50 15,000. That's right, 15,000 medications you pay online and you pick it up at any one of their 35,000 participating pharmacies nationwide or you can get your prescription delivered right to your front door. Online doctors are offered for select conditions. Now Blink Pharmacy Plus, it that's a digital pharmacy that analyzes your insurance, your copay, and your deductible to find your lowest prescription prices. Your prescription is delivered free from a local pharmacy. Available prescriptions from select doctors. Now, you can go on there. You can learn more. Just click on the on the ad. It's in the middle of the contact us page. It's on, it's on the top of the contact page. I'm very sorry. And it's in the middle of the podcast news page. But you'll see the difference. There's, the, there's an example right there. It's, it shows you the exact same pill that if you go to a CVS Pharmacy to buy it, the 30 day prescription at CVS Pharmacy is like $269. And if you buy the exact same prescription through Blink Health, it's $16. Now, I'm not talking about getting prescriptions from out of the country or you have to mail order away and it comes in six months. Nope. I'm talking about that $269 prescription at CVS. You can order it through Blink, go to CVS and pick it up for $16. That's right. Go over there, check it out. Just click on the link, look at it, read it, see what you think. You're going to save money by using it. I know people that that have saved money by using it. So, that's why I'm excited about it and I wanted to share it with you because especially now, especially now. We have no paychecks coming in. So, just something for you to look at, something for you to try. We got a good one for you today. We do. We have a, a really good one. I've got a number of emails from listeners of the podcast, and they have some questions and well, most of it's about the coronavirus, but we're going to answer them and some information that if you're a pothead, if you like to smoke weed now I know in California they say they said weed is an essential business that has the weed shops have to stay open well this says different this says very different but we'll get into that so sit back relax we got a good one for you today my friends and hey, i want to ask too did anyone check with their car insurance i know i checked with mine i'm getting a am getting a rebate i seen somebody on the website checked with theirs as well. They're getting a $135 rebate. Wow. If you haven't checked at your car insurance, make sure you check. Hey, $135, whatever it is, $35, $10. It's better in your pocket than the big companies, right? So if you get a minute, go over there. Check out your your insurance companies because you're not driving your car. You can't drive your car. Where are you going to go? You have no place to go. You have no money to put gas in your car. So... (laughs) See if you can get a rebate. And here, I'm going to tell you something else. You should check on your credit cards. If you have the insurance, I mean, if you're laid off from your job, if you have the insurance, they could be paying your credit card bills too. Something to think about. So check anything that you have credit on, your mortgage. uh, That's another thing. The the mortgage payments, a lot of the mortgage companies are, are giving you three months. They're not eliminating your payment. They're putting it on the end of the mortgage, but they're giving you three months that you don't have to pay. And there's no interest charged and there's no penalties or anything like that. Take what you can get. Take what you can get and help yourself slide through this time, this time of tight money and problems. Alleviate some of the problems that you have. But check those credit cards because you pay insurance on your credit cards. Check your mortgage insurance because you're paying for the mortgage insurance. They may just pick up your payments for you. Wouldn't that be great? Something to think about. All right. And before we start, let me ask you, my friends, are you doing everything you're supposed to be doing? How you feeling? Are you feeling better than you have been feeling? I know it's hard with this coronavirus, the COVID-19. It's scary out there. It really is. But are you taking your medication the way you're supposed to? Make sure it's now more than ever. It's so important to make sure that you stay with your regimen. Got to stay strong. Got to be proactive. Whatever way you can fight this virus, you got to fight it. So make sure you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. All right? All right, let's get started here because we got a good one. Okay, we got a couple of emails here. Actually, got a, a few emails here that we're gonna start off with. The first one is from Anna in Blakesley, Pennsylvania. And she writes, Jimmy Apple, I've been asking around and I'm getting different answers. I'm curious what you have heard. My husband says that the coronavirus can be spread by mosquitoes. I asked a friend of mine who's an exterminator. He says it sounds possible. I heard on a local radio station and they say it's not possible. Have you heard anything about this? Anna. Well, Anna, I did some research into it and I found a couple of paragraphs I'm going to share with you here. It says, there are several types of human coronaviruses, including MERS, M-E-R-S, and SARS, S-A-R-S, which each caused deadly outbreaks on their own. COVID-19, however, has never been seen before and is caused by SARS-CoV-2. As a whole, coronaviruses are a large family of viruses that are common in people and can affect different species of animals, but rarely can an animal coronavirus infect a human and then spread between people. However, such instances were seen with MERS-CoV and SARS-CoV, and has also now been documented with COVID-19, which is caused by SARS-CoV-2. Typically, the virus that causes COVID-19 is thought to spread mainly person-to-person through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. However, it's also possible to be spread when an infected person's droplets are transferred to a surface or an uninfected person touches the contaminated surface and transfers it to their face. In early March though, the World Health Organization, the WHO, said that there is no information nor is there any evidence to suggest that COVID-19 can be transferred by mosquitoes. So, in that case there, I'm going to err on the side of the experts. And the World Health Organization says it cannot be transferred by mosquitoes. So I, I'm gonna have to go with them. They they get paid the big bucks to do this. So still I'd be leery and wary of it. I'd definitely put on mosquito spray going out in my backyard. I wouldn't open myself up to anything. You know, again like I always say be proactive. But the World Health Organization says it can't be spread by mosquitoes. I say take precautions. But put your mind at ease a little bit. All right? Anna, thank you very much for writing. I hope you'll continue to listen and write again. Go on to the website, leave me a message. All right? Well, let's move on to the next one here. This one comes from Richard in Kingston, New York. Richard writes, Jimmy, I've been trying to call Medicare to get concrete proof that they'll cover a telehealth appointment with my doctor, but I cannot get through to their offices. His office says they are sure they will cover the office visit. They're not seeing patients in their office at this time. I can't afford to get stuck with some humongous bill if they don't. Can you tell me how I can find out if they will or they won't cover this bill? Is there a place for me to look it up? Well, Rich, I've been telling you right along um, for the last few weeks about the telehealth services and Medicare, how they are covering it. And they're covering a whole bunch of services. I don't know any doctor right now that is holding office appointments. Every doctor is doing telehealth. Actually, in this past week, I've had four telehealth appointments. I've had a cardiologist, an endocrinologist. I've had a nerve doctor. And I, just yesterday, I had my general practitioner. And they're all covered by Medicare. All right, I went to medicare.gov forward slash medicare.gov dash coronavirus. Okay. So the address is www.medicare.gov forward slash Medicare dash coronavirus. And it's on page three and it says telehealth and related services. I'm just going to read it to you. It's just a couple of paragraphs says medicare has temporarily expanded its coverage of telehealth services to respond to the current public health emergency these services expand the current telehealth coverage services to help you have access from more places including your home with a wider range of communication tools including smartphones to interact with a range of providers such as doctors nurse practitioners clinical psychologists and licensed clinical social workers. During this time, you will be able to receive specific set of services through telehealth, including evaluation, management visits, common office visits, mental health counseling, and preventive health screenings, without a co-payment if you have original Medicare. This will help you ensure that you are able to visit with your doctor from your home without having to go to a doctor's office or hospital, which puts you and others at risk of exposure to COVID-19. Now, you may have to be able to communicate with your doctors or certain other practitioners without necessarily going to the doctor's office in person for a full visit. Medicare pays for virtual check-ins, brief virtual services with your physician or certain practitioners where the communication isn't related to a medical visit within the previous seven days, And doesn't lead to a medical visit within the next 24 hours or soonest appointment available. Number two, you need to consent verbally to using virtual check ins, and your doctor must document the consent in your medical record before you use this service. You pay your usual Medicare coinsurance and deductible for these services. Number three, Medicare also pays for you to communicate with your doctor using online patient portals without going to the doctor's office. Like the virtual check-ins, you must initiate these individual communications. Number four, if you live in a rural area, you may use the communication technology to have full visits with your doctors. The law requires that these visits take place at specified sites of services known as telehealth originating sites and get services using real-time audio and video communication systems at the site to communicate with a remotely located doctor or certain type of practitioner. Medicare pays for many medical visits through the telehealth benefit, okay? I know that sounds a little confusing over the podcast, so what I did is I forwarded this to you in your email. And again, the address that you can go and read the whole thing on this is www.medicare.gov forward slash medicare dash Coronavirus. Now, rest assured, Medicare is paying for the telehealth visits. They're encouraging you to go to the telehealth visits. It it's sidestepping a problem. Medicare doesn't want to doesn't want you to end up in the hospital with COVID 19. So it can doing the telehealth visit will save your life. And your doctor's right; they're going to pay for it. You're not going to have a humongous bill. That just told you that right there. That's what that all that gobbledygook that I just read. That's what that's saying. You're not going to have a big bill. So look in your email. I sent it to the email you gave me. And look it up on the web yourself. Put your mind at ease. Call your doctor. Do, the, do your visit. And do what he tells you to. Okay, Rich. Let me know. Write me back. Or leave me a message on the website. And let me know how, how you make out. Like I said, I've been to four in the past week. And I think they're great. And I'm hoping. I'm hoping really that after this is all over. After we come out the other end of this COVID-19 and this coronavirus that the telehealth becomes part of the normal medical system that it becomes part of the norm for people that are disabled how much easier will it be oh i think it's great the only thing they can't do unfortunately is take your blood pressure your height your weight your temperature but for a check-in for a check-up or to renew medications and stuff these telehealth visits are great all right Let's move on to the next one. Good luck there, Richard. Again, let me know. And Richard, thank you very much for writing in and continue to listen. Our next email comes from Chucky in New Jersey, and he writes, "Jimmy Apple, what's your opinion on people using power lawn equipment right now, like lawn mowers, weed whackers, leaf blowers, even digging to plant? My wife is after me to start doing some work in the yard because, well, we're home and we had some nice weather." But I'm afraid of disturbing things right now, especially with the blower and the mower. You never know what's going to get thrown around. Signed, Chucky. Well, you know what, Chucky? (laughs) It sounds like you want me to back you up and getting out of work. But here's the thing. I agree with you. I don't know that I'd be so quick to be using, especially a leaf blower right now. Uh, I've seen leaf blowers blow mold and mulch and rocks. You know... I'd be afraid of anything blowing around. I wouldn't want to be around it. No matter how much uh PPE, you know, the protective personal equipment you put on, I don't know how much I'd want to be around it. I wouldn't want to be throwing it around with people, you know, in the general area. You know, they say the to be six feet apart, but if you're using a, a blower that's blowing at forty miles an hour, boy, I don't think six feet is enough. I don't think sixty feet is enough. I I think I'd wait personally. I me personally i would wait even digging the ground you don't know what you're going to dig up or what you're going to throw into the air what particles you're going to throw into the air i personally would wait and even even when they say it's all clear i don't know so how quick i'd be to use a a leaf blower i think i'd use a rake this year even when it's when even when they give us the all clear i think i'd use a rake this year a, a rake and a broom the pressure the high power Blowing things around, We've, we're in we're in the we're in a nightmare that we can't wake up from right now. The last thing we want to do is go to sleep and have another nightmare. That's how I feel about it. I tried doing some research on it, and I can't find anything that tells you not to use a, a leaf blower or a lawn mower or anything. But I didn't find anything anything that says it's okay to use it either. I think I guess it's a personal choice, but my personal choice would be not to do it, not yet anyway. Okay. Thanks a lot for writing in, Chuck, and please keep listening. Talk to you again. Okay, our last email comes from Roger in Toms River, New Jersey. He writes, Jimmy Apple, I've survived three heart attacks and was diagnosed last year with COPD. With this coronavirus, I'm scared to leave my house and go food shopping because I don't want to risk being around other people. I've started ordering all my meals from a local restaurant and a fast food restaurant for breakfast. Do you think this is a safe alternative? I live by myself, and I'm not sure which is the lesser of two evils. Your advice about my car was spot on last time, so I value your opinion. Signed, Raja. Raja? What are you kidding? You're eating breakfast from a fast food restaurant? Are are you talking like McDonald's or Burger King or something like that? And you're having it delivered? That's rough, buddy. I don't know that I would have food delivered. Now, you and I have... have a little bit of a history here. Like you said, we worked on the problem with your car about eight months ago. And I do know that there's hours set up at just about every store in the nation right now has hours set up early in the morning for people over 60 that you can go in shopping and you're not around the bigger crowds. And I think that would be the, the better alternative for you because getting food from a restaurant, first of all, you have a, you have a, a heart problem. So you have to be on a heart healthy diet and food from a restaurant. Well, it's good food. I mean, who who doesn't like restaurant food, right? But it's not exactly heart healthy. Not a not an everyday diet of it. it not an everyday diet is good for your heart. So, that's number 1. Number 2, fast food <laughs> that's not healthy for you at all. Not for your stomach, not for your heart, not for your arteries. I I personally think that you should be cooking at home. Number one, it takes up some time, you know, instead of you just sitting there and stewing within yourself, it takes up some time. You got to prepare the food, then you got to eat the food, then you got to clean up after it. It gives you things to do during the day. You didn't say you didn't have anything to do, but I'm just saying that that adds to some kind of movement. It's more healthy for you. You can cook healthier, And here's something else to consider. How many people are handling that food? Now, I don't know how the fast food restaurants work. I think they use like Uber or Lyft or something like that to to deliver the food to you. But there's all different people handling that food. And you know, the coronavirus can, can live for three days on plastic. And a lot of that food, the food packaging comes in plastic. Or paper or cardboard. Uh, that se- that seems awfully risky. And you say you're nervous to go out around other people. That seems awfully risky to me. Now I'm not saying people shouldn't order from restaurants. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying you have certain you have special circumstances. Like me. Now you know I I told you, I, I, I don't hide the fact. I've had strokes, I've had heart attacks. I can't order from outside. I I won't order from outside. Not because I don't like the food. I love the food. But I can't take that risk. That's something I'm not not willing to risk my health in that way. I think the safer risk for me, the safer bet for me, is that we go shopping and get the food and prepare it at home. This way, I can bring the food home. I take all the, all the, I do all the safety things that they tell you to do. Let it sit in the car or in the garage for, you know, 24 hours before you, before you bring it into your house. Wipe down everything. If you order food from outside, are you gonna actually sit down with Clorox wipes and wipe down all the packages where you have a mask on and gloves? The food's gonna be cold by the time you eat it. Then you gotta cook it anyway. You gotta put it back in the oven. You gotta heat it up and everything else. Does it? Does it make sense? And plus, plus think about this. Now I know you want to help the restaurants, and that's a very noble idea. But think of the money you're gonna spend on it. That's a lot of money to be spending. Unless you have a lot of money. If you have that much money, donate it. Donate it. But I wouldn't risk my health. As much as I, I would as much as I like the person, the person that owns the restaurant or the people that work at the restaurant, I wouldn't risk risk my health. My health comes first. Now if I were you I would call my doctor and see what he says. The, doc- the doctor should be the one you should be talking to about that. I'm sure, I'm almost 100% sure that your doctor's going to tell you, if you order from a fast food restaurant again, don't come back and see me. But that's just my thought. That's just my thought. I'm not saying any of the food's bad. I'm not saying any of the drivers or the people that are handling it are bad or contaminated. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's always that risk. And you're already a health risk with your problems, with your health problems. Why add to it? My only concern there. Okay, Roger. I hope the car is still running good. I hope everything is still working good with that. And thanks a lot for writing again. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you're still listening. Keep in touch, buddy. All right? Stay safe. I'll talk to you again soon, bud. All right, let's move on here. All right, have you noticed that wherever weed is legal, the states have kept the weed stores open as essential businesses? <laughs> I, I don't believe that. You know, everyone, had a, everyone has a past. Everyone was a teenager at one time, but at some point in your life, you grow up. <laughs> and I, see, I couldn't see myself at this age still smoking pot. I can't. But people do it and teach his own. I don't care. But... Here's a report that has got to shock you. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a, uh, a nightmare with a disease that affects your lungs. All right? It's killing people. And, you know, there's been so much made, so much noise made in the news about smoking. Smoking kills you. Smoking is no good for you. Secondhand smoke. We have to outlaw cigarettes. We have to tax them out of business, tax the tobacco companies out of business. But let's make pot legal. Let's make it okay to smoke pot. Let's make it okay to, to vape, to heat up water and whatever it is that's in that. And inhale vapors into our lungs. That's okay. Bunch of hypocrites. But anyway, now we're in the middle of this pandemic. We got this coronavirus going around. It's killing people. More people have died from this than they did on 9-11. And people are saying, well, I need the the pot shops open because I have to be able to relax. Well, listen to this. Listen to this report. Any type of smoke inhalation, including weed, is a coronavirus risk. Weed is a gateway drug. To coronavirus complications. Experts are warning smokers that even occasional puffs are damaging the respiratory system, which could worsen symptoms associated with COVID-19. Because it attacks the lungs, the coronavirus that causes COVID-19 could be an especially serious threat to those who smoke tobacco or marijuana or who vape, says the National Institute on Drug Abuse, in a recent announcement. And that advice could harsh the mellow of more <laughs> of more than 43 million Americans aged 12 or older who reported smoking cannabis in the past year according to a 2018 National Survey on Drug Use and Health. A recent Post report revealed that smoking herb may be on the rise too as illegal weed dealers in New York City have seen a spike in sales by 50% during the global health crisis. What happens to your airways when you smoke cannabis is that it causes some degree of inflammation, very similar to bronchitis, very similar to the type of inflammation that cigarette smoking can cause, pulmonologist Dr. Albert Rizzo, chief medical officer of the American Lung Association, said. Now you have some airway inflammation and you get an infection on top of it, Rizzo says. So yes, your chance of getting more complications is there. The addition of this virus adds fuel to that fire, he says. You're already making your body fight off foreign particles before it even has a chance to fight off the infection. Dr. Mitchell Glass, a pulmonologist and spokesperson for the American Lung Association, adds that cannabis which often causes a dry cough, can complicate the diagnostic process. COVID-19 is a pulmonary disease, he said. You don't want to do anything that's going to confound the ability of healthcare workers to make a rapid, accurate assessment of what's going on with you. Daily or chronic cannabis smoking can cause what looks like chronic bronchitis, which is, of course, one of the terms we use for chronic obstructive lung disease or COPD, Glass says. Those with COPD or any other respiratory illness, including lung disease or asthma, are at high risk of developing severe complications due to the coronavirus, which may result in the need for a ventilator to breathe. And while smoking that green may seem harmless compared to cigarettes, Glass does point out that some unique characteristics of weed that differ from tobacco. Marijuana burns at a much, much lower temperature than a commercially made cigarette, said Glass. Because of that, the person is inhaling certain amounts of unburnt plant material, which could irritate the lungs in a way similar to common allergens, such as ragweed, birch and oak pollen he explains so right off the bat there are patients who would increasingly be susceptible to having bronchiospasms or cough because they have more sensitive airways glass also understands the need to reduce anxiety during a viral pandemic but your doctor won't advise you to Your doctor won't advise you to self-medicate with pot. Do you really want to have confounding variable if you need to be seen by a doctor or a healthcare worker by saying, oh, and by the way, I'm not a regular user of cannabis, but I decided to use cannabis to calm myself down. Is that what you want to do? My advice is don't try to escape reality. (laughs) You can smoke weed. You can drink some alcohol. When When you wake up and you sober up, your problems are still going to be there last thing you want to do is weaken your system. You want to make your system stronger. So by smoking weed, drinking, overeating, you're just making things worse. We, we-, we have to beat the coronavirus. We have to beat COVID-19. We have to stay strong, keep our bodies strong. I just want us to survive this. I want us to come through on the other side. Keep socially distant this weekend, my friends. For our Jewish friends, happy Passover. For our Catholic friends, happy Easter. You're looking for something to do this weekend? Go over to Facebook. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash disabled living. Join in the group there. That's That's our group. That's an Apple a Day group. And there's a lot of nice people. There's couple of conversations going on. couple of polls going on over there. Join in. Meet some new people. and You never know. Maybe you'll make a lasting friendship there. And remember this. No matter what, things can always be worse. That's right. Someone somewhere is wishing they were in your position right now. And one more thing. Whenever you're feeling down, think about this. Laughter is the best medicine. Best medicine. Make you feel good all day. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Talk to you next week, my friends. (laughs) Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.